At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. What's up, Buffalo Fanatics? Josh Allen here. Just wanted to say, uh, go Bills. Ladies and gentlemen. It's your boy Rico back at it again, live and direct, representing the Buffalo Fanatics. You are tuned in to the Rico Report. Y'all know what it is, man. Smash that like, you guys, as you guys hop into this room. Y'all already know what it is, man. The trade deadline day. Trade day, right? And uh, it went out quietly, but the last minute, the last hour... The Bills pulled off a trade with the Green Bay Packers. We've got the details to come along with it for folks. As you guys hop in this room, smash that like. If you guys aren't following me on the old X, the old Twitter, hit me up on the X Factor, X Twitter app. It's the Rico underscore BF underscore. Hit me up. Y'all know what it is, man. So appreciate you guys. Um, and uh, let's let's dive right into it, folks. Let's dive right into it. The Bills, listen, man, we, it, it was quiet. It was quiet. We weren't sure what these Bills were going to be up to, but uh, they were able to knock it out. They were able to find a need, and not just any need. It was a, a, a need that, according to PFF, is the number eight cover corner in the game. And that is Razul Douglas. Rasul. I don't know if I got to put a little Spanish on that. But Rasul Douglas is headed to Buffalo um, on a relatively good deal for the Bills. I think the Bills absolutely captured this deal. And uh, it works out best for both parties. And uh, just to get the details down so you guys understand what we got here. The Buffalo, the Buffalo Bills jumped in and grabbed Rasul Douglas. And uh, brought him to the Bills. And in exchange, folks, ladies and gentlemen, in exchange, um, get my details here. We gave up a third round pick for Rasul Douglas, and we gave them a fifth. All right, let's go. We get a fifth, and we gave up a third. But we get Rasul Douglas. Here's the deal. There, from the Bills standpoint, I know there were some sexy names out there. It would have been nice to get Jalen Johnson. It would have been really nice. But... Top flight players like that do not come cheap. Do not come cheap. And it's like it's us, it's like us sitting here and somebody coming to the bills and saying, you know what? I'm really interested in uh, I know one of our best players. You know what I'm saying? I'm really interested in in Matt Milano. What's it gonna take to get Matt Milano? What's it gonna take, guys? Like we sit here and we're not sitting here, oh, hey, if you give us a fourth, 
maybe we'll part ways. Heck no. Right. We're going to want the most form, especially if, if if we were in a position not to bring him back. Right. So we want to get the most for that player. So uh, in this regard, the Bears were like, fam, we still have hope that we can bring this guy back. So we're not just going to give him away so you guys can benefit and fleece us. It's not going to happen. So that was a pipe dream uh, for Bills fans. That was a pipe dream that we thought potentially we could probably make that happen. But, uh, folks, it's a different ballgame these days. You've got to come with it. And uh, Brandon Bean is certainly not going to give, give in and give up too much for anything. I think he already probably felt that way. In my opinion, I don't think. I think we got the right value for it. But Von Miller, Von Miller did not come cheap. Von Miller did not come cheap. So uh, he ain't about throwing his money away. Definitely ain't about throwing his money away. So that being said, folks, Rasul Douglas makes his way over to Buffalo. What do we gain from Rasul Douglas? What does he bring to the table? Well, let's put it this way. He brings size and length, right? Six foot two, 200 pounds, 209 pounds. So he's no lightweight. He ain't no Todd Pinkston, right? He's got a little flesh behind him and he's got some length. He's got what, 32 to 33 inch arms. So not only does he have the length, not only does he have the size, folks, he's got the experience. Been in the game since 2017, 28 years of age. He's got the, he's got the size. And we, were in a, we weren't in a position to just stick with what we had because I'm going to tell you this. I had a tweet. <laughs> I put a tweet out, and it was like terrible timing. You know how, that, how those things go. I'm like, man, it's going to be a couple things that's going to happen. Brandon Bean is going to tell us in the presser that, you know, saying one of four things, right? We were on the phones all day. You know, saying we tried our best. We were on the phones and nothing materialized. We we trust the guys in this locker room, right? He was going to say that. You know, he was going to say that. We trust the guys in this locker room. Uh, we 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 trust the talent that we have on this. I mean, there were so many routes that we, it could have went, right? We couldn't strike a deal. But the fact of the matter is this: they're trying. Brandon Bean is trying. And don't forget, we don't have the funds. We are broke. We don't got money, man. We had to like, we had to like go into the emergency funds probably for this one. Now, the beautiful thing about this deal here is Rasul Douglas. We not only get Rasul Douglas for this year, but we also get him for next year. And this year's salary is less than a million dollars. It's like eight hundred thousand dollars for this year. So that's why he was able to. It's a, it's 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 able to fit under the cap. Now, as for next year, that's a whole nother ball game. Now we can, you know what I mean, move some things around. And, and if, if it pans out the way we need it to pan out, we'll, make, we'll shake some things around and go from there. Now, the, the, the challenging part is Trey White muddies the waters a little bit. And he muddies the waters on, on a couple standpoints, on an emotional standpoint. We like, we like Trey White. We respect Trey White. We know how hard Trey White worked to get back to where he was at. We know that. I think we're all on the same page in that regard. However, Trey White, he ain't no spring chicken, right? He's, he's now this is his second major injury that he's got to deal with. He's got to come back from. What shape does he come back to the Bills? Is he, is he a shell of himself? Does he come back right into it like the old Trey? It's hard to predict that. And if I were a betting man, I would say I don't think we see the same Trey White more, or I don't think we even see Trey White back. Maybe it's an injury settlement. I don't. I have no idea. And if we do bring it back, great. But it's just this is the nasty part of the business. 
And when you have to make a move, this is the move you got to make. And you got to bring in a guy like Rasul Douglas. Now, here's the deal. Most fans might, might sit here and be like, Rasul who? I don't know who Rasul is. Rasul Douglas? I have no idea what you guys are talking about. Well, Packers fans used to say, and uh, I'm going to tell you this, man. Packers fans, I mean, if you ever want to know how a fan base, if you want to know if your team has acquired a guy that's good, acquired a guy that is is a value, don't look at Bill's Mafia's Twitter because it's, it's, it's a whole bunch of critical people, homers, and everything in between. But you're never going to get an honest take unless you go and look at the enemy lines and you go over into Packers land and then you start reading what they have to say. And uh, I snipped a couple tweets so you can see how, how Packers fans feel. Let me jump on this one here real quick. And uh, my man uh, Muffington is not a fan. He wasn't a fan of Rasul Douglas. And he said, hey, everybody needs to be quiet. He says, dude, he dude took so many penalties and gave up lots of TDs while looking around after like they were not his fault. Get a grip, Nagler. So I guess he's talking to Aaron Nagler here. And uh, that kind of reminds me of someone that used to be in a Bills uniform. That every a lot of Bills fans were talking about, yo, this guy cannot take any accountability. That's Stephon Gilmore. Remember, Stephon Gilmore would get burnt. And he'd be like, yo, man, <laughs> fam, we were in cover zero. That was your man. What you talking about? What you looking around for safety help? Everybody's man to man, son. Everybody's man to man. What you talking about? So this guy over here is like, yo, get a grip. He wasn't great. See, that's one opinion. And that's the thing about opinions. There's a whole lot of them. But I'm going to tell you this. Majority of the things that I saw today were things like this. Here's this one. Packer history comes in with a tweet. Because across three seasons in Green Bay, Rasul Douglas compiled 174 tackles, seven tackles for loss, 10 interceptions, including two pick sixes and game clinchers, one in 2021 at Arizona and one in 2022 Versus Cleveland uh, at Miami. So uh, that's huge. That's massive, right? Another one. Nick Hauser says, I like to judge Bill's trade. Here's That's perfect. I like to judge Bill's trades by how the other fan base reacts. Packers fans are absolutely devastated with the loss of Rasul Douglas. So it kind of gives you an idea of what we're sitting here with, right? Here's, what, here's another one. Matt Schneidman says, yeah, the pulse of the Packers defense is on his way out. Here's one thing, the, the theme that I, I, I'm, I'm gathering is that this guy was well-respected. This man was well-respected in that Packers locker room and within the fan base. The fan base absolutely loved Rizal Douglas. He was a difference maker, right? Here's one. An NFL talk comes in and says, I feel like the Packers made a mistake by letting Rasul Douglas go, was a leader of Green Bay and playing very well for that defense. Let me keep going, folks. Here's one from Cal Malzahn. He says, Sunday was uh, the two-year anniversary of Rasul Douglas' game-sealing interception against the, uh, the undefeated Cardinals. One of the coolest games I can remember, the Packers were undermanned, and Rasul ends it against the team that gave up on him. So what, you're talk- so what they're talking about is uh, Arizona gave up on him, and uh, I guess he was on the practice squad or something of that nature, and in comes Green Bay. They snag him off the practice squad, and then he's the one that comes in and ends it against the Cardinals, right? So pretty cool tweet there. Uh, Eli Berkovitz comes in and says, the Packers just traded Rasul Douglas to the Bills. Don't know the compensation yet, which we do now, but I don't like this. Rasul has been playing too good and is too much of a leader to trade away right now, right? See, this is the sign of respect that these guys had. Our our very own Carl Jones says, according to uh, Football Insights, Football underscore Insights, 
the Packers ran uh, zone coverage on 77% of their snaps. That's tied for sixth in the NFL. Rasul Douglas will slide right in with the Bills in these zone-heavy schemes. So you couldn't have asked for a better situation. And last but not least, one of the comments that came in, I thought that this one was apropos. Uh, Nicole Menner says, shocked to see this. Obviously a loss on the field, but the Packers also lose a leader and a great voice in that locker room. So this is huge. That's a vote. That's a big vote of confidence. That's a big, that's a big thumbs up as a fan base that's receiving. For those that don't know about Rasul Douglas, they don't like, oh, who are we getting? What's going on? Well, first and foremost, he's a locker room guy. And you know, that's a McDermott guy. You know, he's a team first guy and he's been around. He's seen a lot. He's seen enough. And the one thing that I do love about his skill set is he's got interceptions under his belt. The last three years, he's got, what, nine or ten interceptions. The Bills altogether have 12 in the last three years. So think, think about that. Think about that for a second. So that, that, this man, I wouldn't call him a ball hawk, but he definitely knows where the ball is. And he's getting, he's getting to where he needs to be when it comes down. Um, so shout out to, uh, to my man, uh, Rasul Douglas. So here's what it's looking like for compensation for our, our new corner our acquired corner and Rasul Douglas. So here's what the bills receive. The bills will receive the fifth round pick. They'll also receive Rasul Douglas, obviously. And here's the, and here's the beautiful thing about this. His 2023 cap or salary is eight. He's 838,000 less than a million dollars of play that we get from him this year, which is great. And 2024, $9 million now non-guaranteed. So we have the choice to do what we need to do. If, if need be. Will we turn that into an extension, two-year, three-year extension? Who knows? All depending on how he plays this year. And I think that he'll excel in this defense, right? Now, Green Bay, on the other hand, it works out for them, too. They get a third-round pick from the Bills, and Green Bay frees up $6.5 of off the 24, uh, 2024 cap space uh, for this move. So it's a win-win situation. When I used to sell, when I used to be in the car sale business, and I, was, I did that for like five years, and the, there was a saying that when both parties, and I, I was like indifferent about this, this, but I, I kind of made sense. When both parties aren't happy, that means it's a fair deal, right? So if you come away with it, you're thrilled. And sometimes both parties are thrilled. But when you're like, I gave up a lot, but I, I, I didn't get what I needed out of it. I mean, I could have had more, but you know, I still feel good about it. And both parties feel the same way. It's a fair deal. And this actually works for both. They, they're clearly somewhat in in rebuilding mode in retooling and the bills are in need of depth they are in need of depth so this this uh this actually works out very well for these bills so the bills have acquired veteran corner rasul douglas to the bills now there's more to unpack about rasul douglas the player and here's what type of player he is and what he's going to bring uh to this table and i could talk about it but I kind of want to play you a couple clips just so you kind of have an idea uh, of what he brings to the table. So here's one clip uh, coming in. And um, it was a bit of a film breakdown on what he's going to bring to the table and what he brings to the table in terms of the schemes that we use. And I think this is the perfect fit. Check this out. Third and long, the Packers in dime personnel, Rasul in the box. Justin Fields, back to pass. And he makes one Packer miss. Then he makes another Packer miss, and now it's just Fields and Rasul one-on-one in the open field. Now, Fields is one of the most dangerous runners 
in the entire NFL, regardless of position. And Rasul not only brings him down, he brings him down with authority. And the Bears punt. Third and long again, the Packers in dime again, Rasul in the box again. Justin Fields can't find anything cooking downfield, so he checks it down to his running back, Roshan Johnson. Now look at this. Johnson has your entire picture to work with. But look at Rasul. He is coiled and ready to strike and strike he does. Cutting down Johnson and the Bears are punting again. How about Rasul's day job? Covering receivers. The Bears have a tight end, Cole Komet, that they think is the second coming of Mike Ditka in the red zone. But not against Rasul. You talk about in-your-face coverage, we're looking at it. You talk about instincts. Look, Rasul putting that left hand out at just the right moment to bat that ball away. Well, there you have it. Just, just that's just a little bit. <laughs> Looks and sounds like from the nineteen seventy-five. Oh, listen, look at the brother that was doing it, right? Um, <laughs> but nonetheless, if you kind of understand um, what we're getting, we're getting a guy that's physical, not afraid to get in the dirt, not get, not afraid to tackle you, and you need to be that type of corner in this defense. And I'm not saying he's a world beater. I'm not saying he's an elite tackler, but he's not. He's a willing tackler, and that's what you want to be. You want to be willing, and you want to be able to get in the dirt. And, and, and really get your nose dirty, right? That's number one. Number two, he's instinctual, right? And the one thing that I will say is when you're able to locate the ball and get your turnovers, you're instinctual. You know where you're supposed to be, right? Or you're in the right place at the right time. There's some times where you may not have the, the attributes of speed and agility and all those things to, you know I mean, to be elite. But if you know where you're supposed to be, you know the scheme and, and you have a feel for the game, this is a game changer. And this is one thing that I will say that is a benefit to the Bills is that he will take chances. He will take chances. When you're a rookie corner or you're a young corner, you you're you just want to get your assignment done. Make sure the guy doesn't catch the ball and away we go, right? But when you have a guy that is will will take chances, will, you know what I'm saying, will make a, a quarterback pay, that's Russell Douglas. Russell Douglas comes in and gives you that opportunity. He gives you that play. And the fact of the matter is this. He's in a defense that is majority schemed as a zone defense. So to me, there's no and ifs or buts about it. It's going to be Christian Benford and Rasul Douglas should immediately take that role. Now, it may not be right away. It may not be against this Bengals game. Or maybe he does come in. Maybe he does come in and says, all right, I'm, I'm good enough to be this starter right now. Or they might just make Dane Jackson split time with him. But eventually, he will take over as cornerback one or cornerback two, however you want to look at it. They didn't bring him to be depth piece. That would be an absolute shame. You don't give up a third round pick for this brother to come in and sit behind Dane Jackson. Sorry, no disrespect to Dane Jackson, but you just don't. Now, the one thing that I will take away from, from Rasul Douglas coming to the Bills is that not only is he going to obviously be uh, an excellent player for the system, but you've got young minds around you. If you think about it, think about what we have in the cornerback room. In terms of like how old these guys are, you've got Christian Bedford in his second year, you got Kyrie Elam in his second year, you got Dane Jackson in his third year, right? You got young corners. These are young corners, man. Trey White was the only veteran guy that you had in it. Now you bring in Josh Norman, obviously. So for veteran ability for guys, you know I me mean, that that's been around this game. 
So Rasul Douglas not only comes in at 28, but like he's he's been in the game since 2017. So now he comes in as a leader in this in this locker room. He comes in as a strong vocal vocal piece in this locker room. And now you got young bucks that'll look up to him and see what's good. So this is a win-win situation for these Bills. Brandon B did a good job of not selling the farm. And uh, he did a good job of, of getting the getting what we needed. Getting what we needed. So this is great. And uh, and great point here, right? Jeff King comes in and says he's the same age as Trey, same draft class and everything. So this is and this is why it was an integrity, it, it was it hurt, it was hurtful for when Trey White was out. When Trey White was put out of this game it, this the season, it, you you lost a vocal leader, you lost a veteran guy in the locker room. So now you just have a bunch of whole bunch of young guys that are just trying to learn this thing on the fly. Right. Yes, we have Jordan Poirier. Yes, we have obviously Micah Hyde. We have some guys. We have Teron Johnson has been in the game some some time now. But these young corners are impressionable, and you got to put some guys around them so they know how to practice. They know how to you know I mean, I mean, read these defenses. And now you get a different perspective. Now the cool part in this edition of Rasul Douglas is Rasul Douglas. Uh, I guess he got lit up when we played the. I think we played the Packers. What last year was it? Yeah, we played the Packers last year. Uh, obviously, we came out and won that game, but uh, my man Josh Allen and uh, and Douglas were were kind of going at it back and forth. And Josh Allen was talking his big junk, right? And and lo and behold, they're on the same team now. So uh, I'm sure they'll they'll be men, and and I don't even think they remember it. It's it's, it's people like us that make them remind that remind them of the film and say, "Hey, remember Josh when you talk shit to to Russell Douglas and you were saying that he sucks? He sucks. Now he's on your team. What are you guys gonna talk about? What are you guys gonna do?" And Josh is like, "Yo, I don't remember that." Russell's like, seriously, guys, are you doing that? And that <laughs> that's just what it is, right? Uh, but that's football, man. You talk your shit. You know what I'm saying? Talk big shit. Drop your nuts on his forehead, and that's what we do. And um, in this case, they're going to have to just you know, work things out and uh, make each other better. Iron sharpens iron, right? And uh, another another voice of the Packers uh, came in and had these glowing remarks about Russell Douglas. Check this out. 11.6 million cap hit next season. So... Trying to reshape that roster, trying to reshape that salary cap, and uh, this is part of that process. And it sucks from the sense of 2023 because, as we have discussed here many times over the course of this losing streak, he's one of the few players out there who looks like he gives a damn every Sunday. I get he's not the greatest corner. I get he's not a shutdown guy. But he plays with passion, and he plays with physicality. And he brings it every single down. Buffalo's getting a real one here. And it makes, I get why Buffalo's uh, going after him. You know, they need a corner help. And uh, it's it's funny to think back to that game in Buffalo last year where both Jair and Rasul got into some heated moments with uh, the Buffalo Bills wide receiving core. Uh, Going to be teammates now. So that'll be fun. And there you have it, right? So... Uh, that's that's one of the one of the uh, the main podcasters uh, for the Packers, and uh, he came in and was like, "This man, it's it's gonna be fun. It's competitive nature, and and here's the thing, man. Russell's not coming in and and coming in just to be uh, just another guy in this thing, man. He's coming to be a difference maker. We're 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 we we were hurting at that position. We were absolutely hurting at that position, and I I believe that we've we've not only put a band aid, but we've actually we're going to be competitive." We're definitely going to be competitive. Uh, so salute to the Bills. Salute to uh, my man Brandon Bean making things happen. 
and uh, he brought he brought in competitive juices. And he brought in a corner that's going to help us get to where we need to get to because we've got a gauntlet of receivers that we're going to face coming up. I mean, we faced the Bengals with Jamar Chase and T. Higgins. I know people want to talk about T. Higgins is, is not having the year that he should be having. Well, there's a lot of teams that are not having the year they should be having, right? But T. Higgins is a talent nonetheless. So we got T. Higgins coming up, and then we got Jerry Judy uh, after that. I mean, listen, I'm saying Jerry Judy, but you know what I mean? The Broncos are the Broncos. And then we got the Jets with with Wilson. Wilson Garrett Wilson is playing out of his mind right now. He's nice like that. And then we got the Eagles following that with freaking, listen, Devontae Smith is a monster, and then A.J. Brown is just an absolute beast right now. Like, he's giving us problems year in, year out, every time we play the Titans. So he's going to be a problem. So we need that physicality. We need the guy that's that's got the cognitive, you know what I'm saying, uh, skill set, the cognitive um, ability to know where he's supposed to be, what he's supposed to be, and to take on this, this new roster, take on this new playbook. So a lot is going to come down to how we, uh, how we prepare. Nonetheless, we got ourselves a big dog. So Rasul Douglas walking to the Bills 6-2-209, and uh, he's going to be a big piece to this defense, man. So hopefully uh, this system fits him to a T, and we get these things cracking. So let me take a little break, and uh, and if you guys are ready to get onto your underdog, I don't know how your fantasy team is doing right now, jump in there, and if you know, what, if you know what's good for you, always bet and always choose Josh Allen on anything he's doing we'll be right back underdog fantasy is the easiest place to play fantasy sports it's also the fastest growing fantasy app in the industry in the pick them game you can pick whether your favorite players will have a higher or lower stat total in that week's game for a chance to win big and as you already know i'm going josh allen higher in yards every single week so sign up today with promo code buffalo fanatics and get your first deposit doubled up to $100. Visit underdogfantasy.com or find them in the App Store. And don't forget to register with promo code BUFFALOFANATICS to get your first deposit doubled up to $100. Buffalo Fanatics is the code. And uh, before we jump back into trade talk, I mean, the wife, you wanted to come down and say what's up, you know, you know how it is. I got to get her in the camera shot here. She wants to say what's up to the folks. Happy Halloween. Listen, this is crazy because she's all about the Halloween and I am not. Somebody has to be. We have kids and stuff like that, but like when you when you grew up in a in a hardcore Christian home and <gasps> you were not allowed to do trick or treating and Halloween and all that stuff, so I never really grew up doing that, man. So now we know, you know what I mean, we <laughs> these these kids, boy, they're trying to go get candy and all that stuff. I just I just Give the candy out the door. Um, but wifey's been listening to us talk about these bills, and uh, she's been listening to us talk about these upcoming games against the Bengals. Kim Betts says hi, by the way. Everybody says hi. Everybody's talking about, yo, you, your wife is fine. I mean... I mean, what the hell did you guys think? You think I was just going to come get with some scrub? Heck no. That's not how we play. We don't play like that. Jeff King knows what's good. Oh, anyway. I Oh, stop. Um, so this one went trick-or-treating with the with the kids. And uh, I don't know how people do that so quick. It I don't know. I, I don't know what you guys, man. Somebody I says your hair looks I took the whole damn community. I didn't just go with our children. I had like eight I was eight kids deep in this trick-or-treat. She did. Thing. She had a, she took all the kids and uh I Everybody. stayed home. I stayed home with the little man and we gave out candy. But uh yeah. this one over here, I don't know what it is, man. Like back in the day when when like Y'all used to go trick-or-treating. I mean, I did it. I'm not going to cap. There was times where I went out. Yeah, you 
a couple of times. I just had to like, yo, I'm, mom, I'm going to my friend's house. Chick or treat, right? But it was never this brick cold, man. It was always enjoyable weather. No, it's cold today. It was always enjoyable weather. This, the last 10 years, 10, 15 years, like, yo, it's been brick cold going trick-or-treating. People can't even dress up. They winter jackets and winter coats. All that good stuff, man. You weren't even out there. I see it. The door and you put candy in a bag and then close it. But I, I see. rolled around the whole damn neighborhood yeah, after she did. kids. It was. I get it. Now, um, it was wifey just wanted to come say hi, but she knows that we have a, a yeah, big. Go Bengals. Up. Go Bengals, you crazy. We have a we, she knows that we have a big old big old game coming up. And uh and I I've always I always ask to see what her thoughts are. And uh I got a reminder who we're playing. We're playing Joe Burrow. We're playing Jamar Chase, Trey Hendrickson. <laughs> so we got some dog they got some dogs on that squad, but we got some dogs okay, on our squad too. So um, do you feel good? So we you feel we're gonna win? Yeah, we're gonna win. Okay, wifey says we're gonna win. And it's gonna be you're coming with a score prediction? I wasn't going to put you on the spot like that. Go ahead. 23-17. 23-17. I like it. So it's going to be a big defensive game. Uh, is there Josh Allen goes off or Diggs goes off or defense goes off? Defense goes off. We're going to see. We're going to see. Well, it's a it's a Sunday night game, so uh, it's going to be fun. It's going to be a big a big one. Um, before you get out of here, wifey, um, let your let your people know what your boy was up to um, the other day. Yes, right. I'm let so your proud of you. so. Do you guys catch him on there? Do you know how exciting that is for me as like your wife to know that like when we first started doing this, we were like twenty people were watching. We're like, oh my god, that's so cool. Like, there were like thirty people watching. They don't know what you're talking. Now about. we're like people are rolling with us all the time for this long, and then it's like Bleacher Report hits you up and they're like, hey, you want to do a segment? I'm like, what the fuck? That's crazy. So wifey's just saying so what she's saying is that we have an opportunity. Awesome. So uh your boy got hit up and uh doing some content for Bleach Report. So uh I mean it starts it starts small, one episode here, one episode there, but we're doing it and wifey just wants to come up and say what's up and uh and show some love. But yeah, man. Yeah, that's it for me. That's it for you. I mean, listen, I gotta I'm I gotta keep talking. To I gotta keep talking these bills, bills talk. So um do you have any last words before you get out of here? Well, there you have it, folks. And it's there you have it. Month. And it's my birthday month, and uh, your boy's turning. How old do you guys think I am? If I if I, if I if I even tell you guys, can I tell you if I if I told you I was twenty seven, would you guys believe it? If I told you I was fifty seven, would you guys believe it? <laughs> black, listen, black don't crack, man. Sometimes people just don't know. You don't know. Sometimes you just don't know. But anyway, nah, he's forty. Yeah, if I'm forty three, maybe I'm forty three, maybe I'm forty seven, maybe I'm twenty six, maybe I'm thirty. Anyway, it doesn't matter. But I uh, appreciate you, wifey. We're going we gonna to chop it up. Bye, and fam. Happy Halloween. I'm exhausted. Yeah, going she, to bed. She had all the kiddos. That's it. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, man. So, yeah, my man, Wayman got it. Wayman Brown, we turning 39, baby. 39. We turning 39 in this beat. I robbed the cradle. <laughs> she robbed the cradle. She's, what, she's three, three months older than I am. Crazy ass. Respect your <laughs> anyway, let's get back to football. I, I wanted to take a, a small break, a small break, and uh, get right back into it. So, folks, this Rasul Douglas move and news is huge. Um, I think it's massive. I think it's uh, it's it's needed. Now, here's another angle to look at this because in comes Rasul Douglas. There was news potentially that Kyrie Elam was going to be the one that we moved on from. Right, there were teams interested in Kyrie Elam. And Kyrie Elam 
is still on the squad. So my question to you in the chat, was this a win for Kyrie Elam? That he did not get moved, he did not get traded. And how, do you, how are you guys feeling on the fact that we retained him and we didn't move on from him? I'm going to tell you this, man. I was conflicted with this because everything, everything said that, everything was written on the wall that this guy's out of here. He's gone, right? Inactive. They bring in Josh Norman. Like, it just, none of it looked good. The optics were just awful. Like, this means that you were definitely going to be moving this guy. We're definitely going to be moving him. But then we don't. So then part of me believes that only two years in, because I mean, last, his rookie year, his rookie campaign wasn't that bad. His rookie campaign wasn't that bad. He, he, what, he had a, a two, what, two or three interceptions last year, Kyrie Elam did. And he had a game, you know what I'm saying, a game-affecting interception against the Dolphins. Like, he wasn't that bad as a player in his rookie year. It's just something, maybe he's overthinking things. Who knows? Because we know physically he's got all the attributes and the tools to be a solid corner. He does, an elite corner at that. But I'm sitting here, and I, I'm, I'm pontificating if, what, why do we keep him? Why, what made Bean keep him? And I got two words for you, Wyatt Teller. I got another two words, Cody Ford, right? So two players that were, I mean, one player that was drafted high didn't work out, Cody Ford, and we've moved on from him. And I think that, I don't think that he, I don't think that Bean loses sleep over that. But Wyatt Teller, on the other hand, I think he loses a lot of sleep on that. And he gave up on Wyatt Teller too soon. Now, Wyatt Teller also turned into Mount Milano. So how could you be upset when you, when you turned in an all-pro linebacker? But nonetheless, Wyatt Teller is doing extremely well for himself. So I know that's got to be sitting with, uh, with Brandon Bean in the regards of how can I sit there with myself and give up on Kyrie Elam after two years and maybe we just haven't developed him enough or maybe he's still trying to figure things out or maybe he needs to be around, right? Maybe he's, he needs to be around more veteran guys. Maybe a Russell Douglas will be great for him, right? In, the, in that, in that uh, locker room, in the, in the film room, all those things, right? And it's not like Kyrie is not a willing individual to learn i mean you saw it rookie year give me that playbook i want that playbook put that playbook on that so it's not like he's not in his playbook it's not like he doesn't know what he's doing i think it's just a it's all up here so maybe it's just one of those things where you just need more time in in in, in the system more time around others and brandon b says i ain't giving up on you i can't give up on you and uh we're gonna make sure that we give you the we get the most out of you now it's not to say that they weren't shopping them because you've got you to look at, okay, what makes sense and what doesn't. If a team came in and says, yo, I'll give you a second round for him, I don't think Brandon Bean's even blinking. He'd be like, all right, I can live with that. But if a, if a team comes in and says, yo, I'll give you a sixth, I'll give you a seventh for him, there's no way that Brandon Bean's going to sit here and say, yeah, because then we'll trash Brandon Bean even more. You drafted a first-round corner, you gave him up for a sixth after two years? We'd be all over Brandon Bean, would we not? I know I would. So it's better for Brandon Bean to save face and say, you know what? Maybe, just maybe, I'm going to hold on to this brother. I'm going to hold on to this brother. I'm going to make sure. 
I'm going to make sure that I give him the most, the most help, the most, uh, you know what I'm saying, uh, I guess, time, and make sure that I, I, I honestly see this through. And if it doesn't work out, and I, and I, gave, I gave him my three years, and I, and I tried to make this work, I, and then potentially next offseason, potentially, you know me, before trade deadline, we make something happen. It's just that simple. So to me, it's a win for Kyrie Elam. And Kyrie Elam has to look at it like, okay, that was close. I almost got moved. Now, whether he wanted this thing to happen or not, whether he, maybe he feels like he's, he's in the right, right scheme, right team, but you got to look at it like this is another opportunity. This is another chance for Kyrie Elam. And, I mean, listen, Kyrie Elam, he's, he, he can be a solid player. He could definitely be a solid player. I mean, last year he had two interceptions, what played, started six games and played 13 of them, right? And he had two picks. He had four batted balls down and he had what, 41, he had 41 tackles and a tackle for a loss. So there were some moments that he looked like the guy that we needed him to be. But right now I think it's all in his head. Coupled with lack of confidence and a lot of those things are playing out and, it, and you can't, it's very difficult to try to gain confidence while you're sitting on the practice squad. Yeah, now you're being the, the team's scouts. I mean, you're, you're playing scout team. It's hard. It's hard, man. And even guys that were talking about when he was in college, they didn't realize, they didn't, I mean, I, I've seen people talk about like, yo, he was nice, but I don't know if he was first round nice. He was like a second round guy, maybe third. But the fact that they took him in the first, Bill's panicked. They needed something to happen. They needed somebody at cornerback. And that's what happens when you, when you panic and you grab someone that, just because it's that position that you need. They, they drafted for need, but they drafted way too high. They had Brees Hall right in, their, right in their grasp. And they said, nah, man, F Brees Hall. We got this guy, right? So that being said, big opportunity for Kyrie Elam. I think it's a win for Kyrie Elam that he did not get traded. He's still with the Bills, and he's got an opportunity to really say, holy crap, I almost got traded. All right, I got to buckle down. I got to buckle down. And it starts in practice. Starts, you know, showing us what you got, but it might be a little too. It might be too little, too late, because you got practice squad. Practice squad. Josh Norman made a bit of a splash on some special teams last last week, and now they just brought in Rasul Douglas. So it's Rasul, Teron Johnson, Benford, and now you've got uh, Dane Jackson. So maybe you can come in and be that that fourth. But I mean, you got Cam Lewis. Cam Lewis is getting reps. So, like, fam, like, we got to find a way. And most times you think guys will come in and try to make something happen on special teams. You mean to tell me you're not making enough on special teams to, to warrant being active? It just, it doesn't, something doesn't fly. So, very interesting that we hold him, but I think that's a win for Kyrie, and he's got to take full advantage of it. That's, that's the only way I see it. That's the only way I see it. So, Rasul Douglas, welcome to the Bills. I think it's huge. Packers fans are, are, are kind of not too pleased about it. But they're going in a different direction. I mean, they also have two corners that are they're top notch. So Rasul Douglas really was the third corner, but he was playing as a, as a second corner because of injuries. So maybe things have changed, and the Bills said, "Yo, we gotta make, we gotta pull the trigger." Now the Bills, on the other hand, were all in. I can't say all in, but they were in on Jalen Johnson, the corner from the Bears. Problem was, the Bears were asking way too much. It was too rich for the blood. Of Brandon Bean. So Brandon Bean is like, ah, I will, as much as I want that player, I can't do it. I just can't do it. So that being said, 
There is Rasul Douglas to the Bills. Uh, I think it's a it's a it's a great addition. And the real question is, how long will it take before he he starts to establish himself on this field? How long is it going to take before we know uh, what we get out of Mr. Rasul Douglas? And Rasul Douglas is he ain't no scrub, man. Rasul Douglas right now he's Mr. Clutch because six interceptions in fourth quarter or overtime since twenty twenty one. That's most among all cornerbacks. Fam, we got ourselves a clutch corner. So in the fourth quarter, when we need to stop, fourth quarter, when we need to, you know what I mean, take something away, Rasul Douglas comes in and says, hey, man, I got you. I got you. So that's our guy, Rasul Douglas, coming to the Bills. And uh, he's big time, man. He's big time. So uh, I'm looking forward to it. Looking forward to seeing what we got out of him. And once again, Rasul Douglas coming to the Bills. We get a, uh, The Bills got a fifth-round pick. And uh, we get 838000 on the books. Very cheap for a player like Russell Douglas. Next year, we're going to have to deal with it. And the Packers get their third round, and they save some money at the same time. So kudos to the Bills. Y'all did it. Y'all brought your mans on. And we, we, uh, we're we going to be competitive. We're going to try to be competitive because we got a big matchup coming up against the Bengals. Now, we weren't done, folks. The Bills were not done. The Bills went out inside playoff Lenny ladies and gentlemen Leonard Fournette we were flirting with Leonard Fournette just a few weeks ago just a short few weeks ago and then they scratched it and said nah we're gonna go with Ty Johnson I don't know what has changed (laughs) I don't know what changed between them flirting with my man Leonard Fournette and then saying ah we're good we're gonna go with Ty Johnson and now Ty Johnson is probably gonna be obviously relegated back to practice squad and Leonard Fournette is now signed as the 2A running back. So now this is this is fascinating because you bring in See this is how this is how you know we're broke. This is how you know that we don't have the funds, we don't have the money because we brought in Damian Harris. Damian Harris gets concussed and gets a stinger in his neck and then now he's out. He's on uh, he's out for what? 4 weeks. So now we got to make a decision. Do we keep Latavius Murray, and do we keep rolling with James Cook, or do we bring somebody else in? We brought in Ty Johnson. They said, ah, Ty Johnson, cool, but we need, we, ain't, we need someone with a little more. So guess what? Playoff Lenny comes in. And if you guys remember Leonard Fred coming out of college, this guy was a beast. This guy was that dude. I remember there's, there's only – you have to know this play because it was I, – I, I thought he killed the man. Leonard Fred was – coming off the sideline, just bending around the corner, and a cornerback decided to go, you know what? You and I, mano a mano, let's see. And you got Leonard Fournette at two, what, 225, 230, coming in with a full head of speed? That, I don't, listen, I thought he killed that brother, man. I thought he absolutely killed that brother. So, Leonard, go, Leonard obviously, Leonard Fournette gets, to, was, gets drafted to the Jacksonville Jaguars, and then, obviously, he went to Tampa. Here's the thing, man. He's a big back. He catches out of the backfield. He can go between the tackles. He's he's a solid back. Challenge is, he's a little older. He's a little long in the tooth. He's not as quick. He's not as fast as he used to be. But neither is Latavius Murray. But Latavius Murray has been has been taking full advantage, full advantage of I mean, his opportunities. But maybe by looking at last week's games, we were not able to muster anything. I mean, if you look back. We had multiple third and two situations. And 
we just couldn't punch it. We could not punch it. We couldn't get the job done. And that is what I think has made the Bills decide, you know what? Let's get someone that has experience and let's get someone that, you know I mean, that, that wants to play. Let's get someone that uh, can do good things on the squad. And let me tell you something. We have Rasul Douglas. I was beefing a little bit with Josh Allen. So that'll be something they're going to mend. And I'm sure they're going to mend that very quickly. And then we have playoff Lenny with Shaq Lawson going at it and jawing at each other. And you thought these brothers wanted to, you know what I'm saying, go Francis Ngannou slash Tyson Fury and just go at it. Right. And by the way, Tyson Fury lost that fight. I'm just going to put it out there. Francis Ngannou came out of his ass and he should have won. He got robbed. And I stand on that. But anyways, and I like Tyson Fury, by the way. I'm a big fan of Tyson Fury. So at Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward with each new idea, innovation and partnership. We're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Francis Ngannou, I think you just gave up on it. Yo, we're done with MMA. We straight going boxing now because that's where the money's at. But anyway, let me bring it back. Let me, let me bring it back a little bit. Letter Fournette coming through. What's he bring to the table? What's he bringing to the bills? Like, what's he bringing to the Bills that we weren't getting from Latavius Murray? Because that's, that's, that's the question. That's what you want to, you want to be able to, to decipher. And you want to be able to say, okay, so, like, well, what, why did we bring him on? Like, what was the reasoning? What was, what's the point behind this? Well, we're down Damian Harris. If you go down Latavius Murray, now we got no beef. You're going to expect James Cook to run between the tackles and get us a tough yardage? Folks, we both know that ain't going to happen. We both know that. We both know that. So Leonard Fournette coming to the Bills. He ain't 225 now. I'll tell you that much. He definitely ain't 225. He's probably pushing 240 now. Hopefully he's not 240. We need him a little bit. We need him to be a little spry and a little limber coming on to this to the squad. Um, but I think that that gives us, I think that gives us um an identity. An identity in the run game that when Leonard Fournette is in, you know what I'm saying? We're gonna pound the rock. 
when Leonard Fournette is in, not only are we going to pound the rock, we've got an ability to kind of protect our quarterback, right? When Leonard Fournette is in, we've got a guy that can catch out of the backfield. Now, Latavius Murray gave you the same thing. Latavius Murray gave you the same thing, but here's the deal. Latavius Murray's 33. And part of being 33, you kind of saw, you know what I'm saying, age 33 show on Latavius Murray. So maybe we need a little, a little something more, a little more sleek, a little something more, a little nimble, a little more nimble, a little more hungrier um, with a younger guy. What I think Leonard Fred is 28 years of age. Um, so he joins the squad. And uh, I think he brings a lot to the table. And I, I want him to actually get reps immediately. Let's not bring him on and, and ease him in, put some packages together for him. Hey, I need your pass block here. Hey, we're going, you know what I mean? We're going to dive. It's going to be a dive play. It's going to be RPO. It's going to be whatever. He, he'll he be able to, he's got a mini buy to put some things together. And uh, hopefully, you know say like uh, we, we can actually get, gain the services of Leonard Fournette once he shows up on this bill squad. I mean, listen, if you look at the, the career of uh, Leonard Fournette, his, his rookie year, Played 13 games, had 1,000 yards rushing, right? It was averaging just shy of four yards a pop. Obviously, his second year, he kind of took a – he slowed down a little bit. Then he exploded in his third year. He had 1,100 yards and was over four yards a pop. He had three touchdowns, but uh, he was the bell cat, 265 carries. Then when he went to Tampa, obviously his role was reduced just a tad, but his best year came in 2021, and that was what? Their Super Bowl year, right? So – 2021 playoff Lenny was emerged. And that's when, you know, he, you know, he was that dude. He had 800 yards rushing that year and he had eight touchdowns. So he'll be a role player, a nice role player for these bills. And uh, when we need the tough yardage, when we need, you know what I mean? To give a different look on this, uh, on this team, he will, he will give us that. He will spark that for us. Um, and he's not one that, uh, that fumbles often. I mean, the last time he fumbled was his rookie year. He had two fumbles his rookie year and hasn't fumbled since. So he's not a liability. He's not going to give up the football. He ain't going to cough it up. Um, and uh, you, can actually, you can actually count on him. And the great thing about Leonard Fournette is not only can he run the football, but he can catch the football. He's got 2,000 yards receiving um, his career, right? And his, his biggest, uh, I guess the most he's had um, was 2019. He had 522, 500 yards uh, receiving. And then in 2022, excuse me, 2020, 2019, he had 20, uh, 500 receiving yards. And then in 2022, he had five, another 500 receiving yards with an additional three touchdowns. So definitely can count on that, brother. So it's just a matter of how they utilize him, when they utilize him, and where, right? Is he a goal line guy? Is he just going to be a red zone guy? Can you trust him to, I mean, yes, you can. So now that's going to be on Josh Allen, and that's going to be on our offensive coordinator, Mr. Ken Dorsey. That's what it's going to come down to, folks. So Leonard Fournette joining the squad is 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 huge. It, I think uh, we're piecing things together as best we can, right? We're limited on the funds. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We're, we're one swipe away from the old debit card to saying insufficient funds. We don't want to be in that position, right? That's why we had to, we had to restructure the deal for Deion Dawkins. We had to restructure that, brother, because we broke. You know what I'm saying? So uh, we got to make sure that we're... We are spending money wisely, but gaining, gaining some, some valuable pieces. And it helps that you're a winning team. Ain't nobody trying to come to a team that's not going to pay and you suck. You can't, you can't be both. You can't be cheap and you can't blow. 
And for the years, that's what the bills were. When we had, obviously, when the after the nineties, when we had Ralph was yo, we were we 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 sucked and we were paying. So like yo, that's a terrible combination. That's when you know what I mean Doug Whaley came in and was like yo, we gotta we gotta change that mindset. We gotta let people know that we will pay. We will bring players on. And then when we brought in, um, what do you call? Uh, I'm getting I'm getting a mind a mind my mind is not there. But uh, when we brought in that Williams. Yeah, we had to pay that brother freaking a hundred million dollars, and I was like, that was unheard. Of. I was like, whoa, we about to pay this? We paying this guy hundred million dollars? Golly, but worth every damn penny because we had to, we had to. You know what I mean? So, um, that being said, we've got a we've got bargain bin bean, man, bargain bin bean. We've got to do what we got to do, and uh, we uh, we're getting there, man. We're getting there. So keep this in mind, folks. This defense, although banged up. We've done a decent job. We've done a decent job to try to give the football back to the def- uh, to the offense. You know what I'm saying? Keeping teams, you know what I'm saying, under like what, 20, 20 points, 21 points. We're trying to, right? So it's going to be up to the offense to now take over, healthy as you are, and put some points on the board. And we've got a big one coming up, you know what I'm saying, this Sunday night. And I'm going to preview it more. And uh, I've got... Uh, I got content creators that are going to join me. I'm hoping to get to, to get these guys to come on on Friday. If you guys remember, we had the Bengals game uh, last year, and I had uh, the Wincinnati podcast. I had my man Ace Boogie and Zim, and these boys came in, and uh, we had we had good back and forth, good uh, good conversation. So I hope to have these guys back on to kind of give us an idea of what we're going to be facing with these these Bengals, man. These Bengals surging now. It's not the old Bengals, the old Bengals that were just finding themselves and Joe Burrow trying to get healthy again. It looks like Joe Burrow is back to being Joe Burr, right? Joe Burrow is doing, you know what I mean, uh, quarterback draws and going up the middle and stuff. So, you know, if he's planting and going, these boys are going to be rolling. So we just got to, you know what I mean, do what we have to do on the defensive side of the ball, control ourselves on the offensive side of the ball, control the ball, stay on it. Don't give them the opportunities. I mean, we're going to go through it, but uh, it's big, man. It's huge. You, and those are the big things that you gotta you gotta pay attention to. By the way, you gotta pay attention to those things. And once we do get to that mode and talking about these Bengals, uh, we'll share a lot more information and uh, we'll go from there. So, um, around the league, folks, around the league, there we weren't the only ones making trades. We weren't the only one dropping. You know what I'm saying dropping uh, information. Let me see if I if I brought that in here. Did I do that? Shame on me. I didn't even do that. But it's all good. So. Uh, what moves were made around the league and uh, what surprised you? I'm going to be real right now, man. These 49ers are pissing me off, man. These 49ers are pissing me off. You got Christian McCaffrey, Brandon Ayuk. I don't even know how y'all got Brandon. Brandon Ayuk, right? Obviously, Debo's on the squad. You got Jerry, you got Kittle. You got, you got some good, you got Trent Williams on this. Like, y'all got some good pieces on that. And then you come in and you get, Chase Young for a third round pick. And most people might say, and I'm a, my man Rio's, a, he's a Commanders fan. And he goes, fam, Chase Young hasn't been doing what we need him to do for, for the hype that he gets from his name and to what potentially what kind of deal he's trying to get. But these 49ers piss me off. They got Chase Young, Hargrove. I think it's Hargrave. Obviously, you got Bosa and you got Eric Armstead. That's like you, you got all first round picks on that defensive front. Like, my goodness, man. 
That's craziness. And that defense is pretty damn pretty damn good. Now, hear me out now. They're on a what two game losing streak right now? Three games is a two or three. I can't even I can't recall. So this is tough. This is three games. I think this is three game losing streak. So they're they're on a they're not they're right now trying to find themselves. And Brock Purdy, I know people were trying to big up Brock Purdy, but Brock Purdy, my goodness, man. You 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 went from I don't turn the ball over to now you turn the ball over like crazy. You're on a three-game losing streak, fam. They need to get it together. So, I mean, this is the beauty of the NFL. The NFL is you just never know what you're going to get in the NFL. And parity is at its highest. And that's when, the, the you know, the league is good when you don't know who's who and what's what. Like, the Eagles, only, they barely beat the damn, the damn commanders, right? But then they walked all over the damn Dolphins. So, it's like, this, it's weird, man. This league is weird. So, Chase Young... Goes to San Francisco. Here's the, here's the tally of the trades that's gone on. Um, not just today, but, you know what I mean, just before the trade deadline. Chase Young to San Francisco. Montez Sweat. The commanders were not done. They said Montez Sweat, which I don't, it makes no sense to me. Montez Sweat to the Bears. The Bears are not even competing right now. The Bears are ass. They're not good. But Montez Sweat goes to, to Chi-Town. He's going to be good. But, like, I don't know about that. It's very odd. But, I mean, Montez went to Chicago. Leonard Williams to Seattle. The Joe Schoen traded Leonard Williams to Seattle for some draft picks. Here's another nugget for you guys to know about Joe Schoen, right? So, Joe Schoen right now, listen, let me get on the Giants for a bit. The Giants right now are dead last. They're dead last in, in offensive statistics. They're dead last in yards. They're dead last in points. And what was the what was the other one? They're dead last. They're 32nd ranked. I gotta go look at it. They're dead last in points. They're dead last. Let me give me a second. Let me just get that, pull that up because that is absolutely unacceptable. Brian Dable's got to be losing his ish. He has to be, because that is absolutely unacceptable. Check this out. Brian Dable. Brian Dable. Where's my man Brian Dable at? I had it here, and then I just lost it. Where's B? Where's Dave's? Good old Dave's. Where you at, Dave's? Can't see where Dave's is at. All right, Joe, and I got to tell you about Joe Schoen at the same time, too. All right, check this out. The Giants right now, their points per game, 32nd. Yards per game, 32nd. And yards per play, 32nd. Golly. Brian Dable has to be losing his mind, and the one piece that was starting to give them a little bit of hope. The one piece that was starting to give them a little bit of semblance that, okay, they're doing something, was Tyrod Taylor. And Tyrod Taylor broke his ribs by falling on a football. The guy is the most unlucky guy that you'll, you'll meet. Super unlucky. But he broke his ribs. So he's, he's out. So now you got freaking DeVito. <laughs> you got freaking DeVito that just wouldn't throw a football, minus eight yards, just... Just a hot mess, and they just signed that brother anyway. And Daniel Jones is coming back. Not that it's any better. But Brian Dable has to be even, that he's got to be pissed. Now, here's the worst part. Joe Schoen, which is their GM, which was the assistant GM for the Bills uh, just, what, the last several years, he had a trade in for Dore Jackson. I don't, know how, I don't know how true this is, but this is what's out there. But he had a trade set for Dore Jackson to come to the Giants. They didn't get the trade in down. They didn't get the trade down in time. So the trade gets nullified. Oh my gosh. Could you imagine you're you feel like your team is one piece away 
or you're one piece away from getting fired or one piece away from whatever. And you're about to get this thing and you don't put it in time. Something happened. Oof, that's got to hurt. That one hurts. That one hurts tremendously. So uh, the Giants are a hot mess. Uh, nothing you can do about them. It's just one of those. <laughs> it's just it's just bad. It is just bad. Right. So uh, let's let's keep let's keep talking about these uh, these trades that, that, that took place. So uh, Leonard, Leonard Williams, Seattle, Kevin Byer going to Philly. I hate Philly, too, man. Philly got Julio Jones. Then Philly got freaking. Obviously, they got Kevin Byard. Like, fam, like how they're able to do these things. It just it just pisses me off. Right. So when we play them. We better we better come in and just wax that. Wax that completely. By the way, Roger Saffold, thank you, 2024. Roger Saffold uh, is going to the Jets. So uh, our guys are going to have a lot of fun with that one because uh, they just said, we just bolstered the line in the Jets. You bolstered. The, the word bolster tells me that's positive. Ain't no anything positive about Roger Saffold going to the Jets. So good on y'all. Y'all brought Roger Saffold in. You're going to get it. Anyway. That's another that's another ball game for another time. Uh, Ezra Cleveland to Jacksonville, Joshua Dobbs to Minnesota. Now this is an interesting topic because Joshua Dobbs, extremely extremely intelligent, um, to the point. I gotta. What does he do? What was? What did he go to school for? Um, Josh Dobbs. I forgot what he does. Uh, he is a rocket scientist for crying out loud, right? Um, he's an aerospace, excuse me, he's an aerospace engineer, right? Uh, he graduated in Tennessee from Tennessee, excuse me, in the aerospace engineer program with a 4.0 GPA and was honored in 2017, uh, with the, the torchbearer award. And that's for your highest graduate honors. My gosh. Anyway, I bring this up because obviously Josh Dobbs with the C was with the Pittsburgh Steelers and then. Uh, and super smart. He's known to be super smart. I mean, obviously, he can retain information. So this brother gets traded to the Cardinals. Cardinals like, yo, we need you. So he comes in and has the Cardinals playing well. He he took on that playbook. And obviously, he had a little bit of information on that playbook. So because he's familiar with the OC. But he came in and had these guys competitive. So this brother gets traded again. But this time to Minnesota. And they trade for him. Why? It's indicative of how intelligent this man is and how he can retain information. He gets traded to Minnesota. Now he's going to become Minnesota's starting quarterback in the next couple of weeks because they got Darren, whoever is going to be Jerron, Jerron something is going to be taking over at quarterback for the Bears. Um, excuse me, not the Bears, the Minnesota Vikings. In the meantime, Josh Dobbs will take over. For Josh Dobbs, yo, kudos to you. It sucks to be moved all over the place, but you're being moved all over the place because you can perform under pressure. And without knowing a whole lot of information, so you can just kind of wing it, if you will, knowing the skeleton of an offense. So good on Josh Dobbs being able to get him be employed, and but he's got to move. Anyway, to kind of finish off what we got here, Josh Dobbs in Minnesota, Donovan Peoples-Jones gets traded to Detroit, which is very interesting because Jameson Williams is supposed to be the guy that's supposed to stretch the field, and he hasn't done diddly squat. And how I know that is because I drafted his ass and put him in, stashed him on my damn fantasy team and hasn't done a damn thing. Waiting on that. Obviously, Russell Douglas to the Bills, Kentavious Street to Atlanta, McCole Harmon went back to KC, Randy Gregory to San Francisco. There's another piece that went to San Fran. And, uh, and you wonder why the defense is, like, defense should be rocking right now. And J.C. Jackson back to New, uh, uh, New England, Chase Claypool in Miami, 
uh, Van Jefferson to Atlanta. That was a quiet trade. And then Cam Akers, obviously, to Minnesota. So uh, that rounds out your trades for the 2023 season. So here's here's my question for y'all uh, regarding this trade, the trade deadline and regarding everything. Are you guys confident in what Brandon Bean was able to bring to the table when it comes to Rasul Douglas? And in the comment section, just do me a favor. From A to D. I know it ain't no F, so nobody's going to put an F. So grade it from, is it an A plus? Is it an A, A minus, B, B plus, B minus? You guys let me know all the way down to C. Let me know what your thoughts are on this trade that the Bills, that the Bills acquired Russell Douglas. How do you guys feel about that? Um, and that being said, and here's the funny thing, man. This guy was minding his own business today. He was driving, listening to R&B, and I love it. I think he was listening to Case. But anyway, I, I could be wrong. Or maybe, what was it? Was it Case? Anyway. He was minding his own business, driving down, and he's, I guess he was filming himself going live and traded. Just like that. All in Green Bay gear, like, like nothing. He's like, I ain't going to trade it. I'm, I'm, the, I'm the third corner. I'm just holding it down until they come back and, and tell me, okay, I'm relegated back to depth piece. And now I'm going to Buffalo. Here's the beautiful thing. He goes from one cold climate area to another. So he going to fit in just fine. He going to fit in just fine. So... Uh, I'm, I'm big on that. I'm super big on that. So that being said, folks, uh, if you guys, I got a recent super chat. Actually, I got a super chat coming in, coming in from my man, Max it says, even Tom Grossi was shocked. Rasul was traded away. And Tom Grossi, <laughs> I like Tom. I've been following Tom for like about a year now. I think he's comical. And, uh, he's not one that gets shocked too quickly, but this one, this one got him. This one definitely got him. Scott Blakely. What's up, Scott? Scotty Blakely's been a member for 47 months. Salute to you, Scott. And by the way, for those that are trying to become a member of the Buffalo Fanatics and trying to be a, become a member of the Bing Squad, it's really simple. Supportbf.com. Jump on in there. All your tiers are there and what you get. And uh, looking forward to seeing you guys, man, for real. Uh, Scott Blakely comes in and says, uh, oh, how you have grown. Well-deserved, Rico. Best of the best family event for me and my man. My girls love your content. I appreciate you, Scott really do uh and what scott is talking about is uh that i got an opportunity to uh to stream for uh bleach report and uh it's probably not the last of it i'll probably try to get on there as much as possible i told him man yo just give me one shot we'll crush it you just wait so we go we go get up there folks so um to to kind of to kind of put a button to kind of put a button on this and i'm looking at the, the grades that uh, most of y'all are giving i see b's I got a B from here. My man, Corey Buffalo says a B. I got Bills fan 1970 says a B. Good zone guy. He's a B. C plus coming from my man, Brian Lucio. Lucio says, yo, Namdi is a, hey, that's an A. I'm giving my brother, I'm giving that pick an A. A B from my man, Grant Walker. Keith Stewart comes in with a B plus. Kim Betts. Kim Betts says, you know what? That's a good grade. I'll give him a, I'm a B. I'll give him a B and we'll call it a day. And uh, C-plus coming in from, from Dave H. Greenlight Channel says A. Give it an A, man. That's what I'm talking about. All right, bet. What about, I mean, Tyler, listen, I see a lot of it. B, Tyler McDonald saying that. B-plus. Dogma says an A. Listen, you guys, it seems that you guys are liking this, this trade. I see one, I see a couple Cs. Kevin Harrison says this C. I, I see no D, so everybody's pretty much on board with this trade. All right. How do you guys feel about, and give me the grade and how you guys feel about this, but playoff Lenny. Playoff Lenny coming to Buffalo. Do you guys like this move? Is it necessary? You guys feel like, man, we didn't have to do that. We have the Tavis Murray. It's not, it's not, we don't need that. 
we need help on defense. Well, I mean, listen, man, we kind of nailed it both because we needed a corner. We needed some depth at corner. We created depth by bringing back Dane Jackson, and he'll probably really be relegated to depth. Then we got Caillou Elam. That's that's just I'm saying, just marinating, I suppose, and ready, ready, waiting and ready for his opportunity. He got his opportunity this year, but maybe he just wasn't ready. He's a little, I mean, I mean, slow to react on certain things, and he's still holding. He's still doing. You know what it is? Sometimes it's not about making mistakes. And you guys have heard this from your coaches. You guys have heard it from your teachers. And as a parent, you probably have heard it from your parent or you're the parent. You mean passing along this message. And it's usually, it's not about making the mistakes. It's not about making the error, right? What's the next line I'm going to tell you? If you guys know, if you guys have been in this position where you've received this information or you're the one giving the information, but it's not about the error that one makes, right? It's not about the mistake. It's not about the blunder, but it's what? It's about don't make the same blunder, mistake, and error again, right? You got to learn from them. And if you're learning from them, I have no problems with you messing up. You can go and wet the bed. But if I tell you, hey, man, that's not, that's not what we want, man. You got to get your act together and fix this and fix that. And, and if I see that there's some kind of that you've caught on and, you've, and you're learning from the mistakes that you've made, then I, I have more trust in you to say, okay, he gets it. He's just going to do less and less and less of those as we go. Am I going to expect him to be perfect? No. But I expect less of those errors so I can actually have trust in him so I can keep him on the field. But it turns out, or it seems as though, Kyer just keeps making the same errors every time, which tells me he's not learning. Or he thinks he's got it, but he doesn't got it, but he's not, he's not admitting what his issue is. Who knows what it is? I'm only speculating at this point. But at the end of the day, Big picture is you got to learn from your errors so you don't commit the same errors afterwards and tell them that you're growing. So now when teams face you, they know that you made that grave error and they're going to try it again. And if I can get you every single time on that grave error, you become now a liability. And every team loves to seek out the liability on the defense. As an offensive mind, as an offensive player, I'm looking for the liability. I'm looking for the guy that is the problem. I'm looking for the weak link. And right now, Kyrie Elam has relegated himself as the weak link because you keep making the same errors. You're in zone coverage. You got to mask the zone as much as you can before you can, because you don't want to tell them what you're in. You want to mask it. Before this, the, the quarterback can do his, you know what I mean, pre-check reads, this guy's already in his backpedal. Better to ready to back up. All right, we know that it's zone now. Here we go. Right. All right, man. It's man to man. Okay. He's a grabby guy. So I want you to be shifty. Do what you got to do. Grab, hold. I mean, legal hands to the face. I mean, all these little things add up to the point where the teachers, the coach is like, I'm not doing this with you. I'm not doing this with you again. So now you're going to have to sit. You got to learn from your errors and learn from your mistakes. And here's the thing this league is an unforgiving league. And that's why I consider this a win. Because if they were so sick of Kair, they would have got rid of him. They're like, yo, there's no, there's no fixing you. We're done. But I think that they still have some, some trust in him. And uh, it's just, he's got he's to put it together. And that's the reason that they kept him. That's the reason that they kept him. So this will be interesting. We'll see how this all plays out in the end and how it washes out. But I hope he learns from this. I hope there's, there's ways that he can grow from this situation. Because 
There's no and ifs or buts about it. You got to do it, man. Playoff Lenny. What y'all got for playoff Lenny? Is this a is this a good signing? Do you guys feel this is a good signing? Was it a useless signing? Was there any point to even go that route? Should we have traded for a running back? Were we good where we're at? What is it? Is it an A plus for a lit playoff Lenny with the Bills? Is it a my is it a D minus? What the hell do we need? What do we need that brother for? That's a D. Whack. Or are we gonna sit right in the middle and say C plus? On the positive side, C plus, maybe B minus, or you guys feel it's good. C Rose says that's a good signing, man. I like it. And uh they're all over it. So um we needed a cornerback. He's talking about the uh the Rasul Douglas. I agree. But uh let me know how y'all how y'all feel about this playoff lenny. I got a Louise Cornelia says uh he's tough, man. I'm giving a B. That's a B for me. That's a B grading. Solid signing. Ling Lee says it's a solid signing. I'm gonna take that. Damn. Dogma says that's a D for Lenny, man. I ain't, he's not feeling that D. He's like, yo, we didn't need to. I'm gonna give it a D. Nearly a failing, failing grade, and we're gonna see how how they utilize him. But we can't let Dorsey and that offense off the hook. You gotta be able to utilize your guys at the end of the day. You really do. So that being said, folks, trade deadline has come and gone. You've seen what we were able to do. You've, we've talked about a little bit of what, what other teams have done. One thing that's very interesting is that the Dolphins were quiet. The Jets were quiet. I mean, they obviously, they brought in uh, Matt, uh, Saffold. And New England Patriots were quiet. They were, they were, they were in the vending. They were, they were being the vendors. They were Apparently, they were trying to shop Josh Uche. And uh, they were also trying to shop, potentially, and I don't know if that's true or not, Zeke Elliott. So they were in the position to sell, meaning they were in the position to, to acquire picks so they can bolster up for next year. And uh, with the Patriots signing Bill Belichick to a quiet, lucrative, long-term deal, he's going to be with the damn Patriots for years to come. To At what capacity? Who knows yet? We're not sure. As of right now, he's GM and he's head coach. That's got to change. You can't have this brother as both. It's crazy talk. Absolutely crazy talk. Uh, but yeah, none of the AFC East have done anything. So we we bolstered the cornerback room. And uh, in my opinion, I think Rasul Douglas should come in right away and be starter. Right off the bat. Don't even think about it. Put him right in there with Christian Benford. And you've got two zone corners, solid zone corners. One that is still learning the game is Rob, but really good in, in Christian Benford. And you have a guy that's been around the same time as Trey White. Known primarily for being a corner, a, a zone corner. Um, so you got to give a shout out. You got to give props to the Bills seeking someone that can come in and uh, provide for this team right off the bat. That's what we need. So uh, we filled the need on the offensive side of the ball. We filled the need on the defensive side of the ball. And, uh, and we go from there. And we go from there. So if y'all appreciate this show, if you guys appreciate the signings that the Bills have done and the trade acquisitions, of Russell Douglas, smash that like. If you guys are Im- impressed with, you know I mean, with these bills and what they're doing and what they're going to do, smash that like. Now, I want to talk about these Bengals. I really do because I think that's a huge game. And I hate to say it. People are going to be like, oh, of course, of course. But when I picked winning teams and I picked when we went against the Bengals, this is prior to the season starting. 
Do I see us getting a win against the Dolphins? Uh, excuse me, the Bengals. I didn't have us winning against the Bengals. I did not have us winning against the Bengals. I have us losing against the Bengals. Now, that's not to say that's my thought process right now because of a lot of things have gone on. However, they looked really good against the San Francisco 49ers. Somebody can't sit there and tell me, oh, it was just the 49ers. They're on a two-game losing streak. So, of course, they're, they're not as good as people want to make them seem. That's one argument you can use. But for the most part, that 49ers team is still damn good. Still a damn good team. And the Bengals came in and made them look like it was nothing. They, made it, they didn't sweat it. So this is a big one. And not only do I have us losing this, this squad, but, like, got to look back at, the, at how this thing was going on, man. We lost that first. I mean, we were when that, uh, obviously, the DeMar Hamlin situation happens. They were moving the ball on us at will. They were moving the ball on us at freaking will. I'm just telling you, man, it's just what it was. I got a comment. Hold on. My man, Dogma. What's up, Dogma? Dogma says, Rico, why do you think Bills give up huge run plays? So frustrating to see. Bengals will feast on it. Um, well, we give up because obviously we don't have the R1 tech that we wanted. First and foremost, I mean, people weren't running on us when we had Daquan Jones. I'll tell you that. Daquan Jones was playing out of his mind. Show me where they had a huge game when Daquan Jones was playing this year, right? The minute Daquan Jones goes down, obviously Milano goes down. That's two pieces in the middle of your defense. That's gone. So a lack of respect for the defense, clear. But uh, why are we letting it? It's, it's discipline, man. You're getting out of your gaps. And not only that are you getting out of your gaps, but you get beat up. You getting run over. You getting pushed back. Jordan Phillips, as much as I'm, I'm, a, I'm a fan of him, I'm cool with him and stuff like that. But he ain't no, he ain't no one tech, bro. He definitely ain't no one tech. He definitely ain't no one tech. So we need someone that's gonna anchor it down, hold it down. And there's only so much we can do with rotating guys. One of them has got to show up. They got to show up. That's what it comes down to at the end of the day. So that being said, though. Um, I think that if we shuffle some things around and, you I mean, change the philosophy a little bit and some guys start to get healthy and uh, Von Miller becomes himself again, I think that changes a little bit. I think we can get, tighten it up a little on defense and avoid avoid these blunders. You know what I'm saying? And, Jordan, you know, Brian Byers, you said it, bro. <laughs> Brian Byers said, man, yo, Jordan Phillips is too big to be pushed around like you ain't, you ain't, you ain't got, you know what I'm saying, you ain't got a, a purpose to be on the field. You're too big to be pushed around like that. It's no worse. It's, it's it's the worst thing when you see like a guy that's six eight, six nine. And you're gonna go play pickup basketball, and you see the size of him, and you're like, oh snap, yo, this guy's gonna be a problem. And then you see him, and he's whack. He's soft. Can't do nothing. You know what I'm saying? No worse than when you see. I mean, you're you're about to play football, and you see the running back of the opposing team jacked up. He's doing warm ups. He's got the you know the elastic bands on the arms, and he's looking jacked up. And then when the game starts. You send the blitz at him, and you and you he wants to pick up the the blitz, and he can't pick it up. He's soft. Then you're like, "Yo, what you what are you big for? Big for what? Big for what? Man, get out of here, Dad." So that's what Jordan Phillips gives me. You six six three forty. There's no way linemen should be able to push you off your anchor. If anything, they shouldn't be able to push you off whatsoever. You just stay put. That's fine. If you can't get the penetration because you know they're doubling you, that's fine. But I can't have you getting pushed back six yards. Unacceptable. How are you supposed to run the ball that way? Exactly. You can't. You can't. So everybody's got to step their game up. Everybody does. End of day. 
So if you do appreciate the show, you appreciate what Buffalo Fanatics bring to the table, smash that like while you guys are here. If you And do me a favor, guys. Not only do you want, I, I'd love for you guys to smash that like, but I'd like you to hit that notification bell. That little notification bell allows you to know when we go live. So that way you're not missing anything. You're not missing myself. You're not missing Z-Bot. You're not missing Pierre. And you're, you're not missing my man Rev. You know what I mean? We are all have our moments when we do our thing. So smash that, that like, I've, obviously, is what we love. And uh, hit that notification bell so you know that when we go on. And nothing pleases me more when I have the same names and faces that join the show all the time because they got notified that your boy is on. So uh, much appreciated. And uh, we love that. We're trying to fix some difficult, uh, some uh, some technical difficulties on the Facebook uh, app. I don't know. Somebody's messing with us. They're trying to jack and and take our stuff, bro. It's it's annoying. Constantly having to change passwords all the time because people are trying to hack our stuff. Man, these hackers need to just go away. So uh, bear with us while we try to retrieve our stuff and try to fix things. Uh, it may take a while. So keep joining us on Twitter. Keep joining us on Facebook. Uh, excuse me on on uh, YouTube and good old Twitch. And we'll got you. And uh, we and it's very, very much appreciated. It really does. And uh, for those that uh, are tuned in to the Bleacher Report app, do not miss a beat. Um, I'll let you guys always know when I'm going. But, yeah, man, your boy is part of the uh, Bleacher Report uh, app. And uh, they they reached out. I'm able to, you know, drop a couple things from your boy. And then we get out. Right? So, hopefully, we can get there a little more often. And uh, we go from there. So, that being said, ladies and gentlemen, I appreciate you guys are tuning in. And Dogma just said it, man. I appreciate Dogma. Dogma said, hey, man, hold on. He ain't no mathematician, but he said there's three P- there's 345 people watching right now and 166 likes. What? So just because he put that on there, let's get this video to 500 likes. 500 likes. Get this video 500 likes and we go from there. So recapping. Playoff Lenny to the Bills. Rasul Douglas to the Bills. The Buffalo Bills are working their way back, man. We're working our way back. We're trying to get our dubs. We're trying to, you know what I'm saying, feel out what we what we need to do. We're trying to feel out, you know what I mean, who fits where. We're not far off. We still got some work to do. But ladies and gentlemen, we're not, we're, we're, we ain't going to just lay down for these cats to try to do what they need to do. No, 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 We ain't going to lay down. And this upcoming game against the Bengals, I don't want to call it the revenge game, but it's a game that we didn't play to up to our, our standards the last time we played them. We absolutely did not. We did not play to our standards. And this is going to be an opportunity for us to say, okay, let's get into it. But it starts with one person. And you know who that is. That's number 17. It starts with one person. And that's 17. So we kind of saw a trend last week. There wasn't that many deep routes sent for Gabe Davis. Gabe Davis was kept a little more shallow. And you saw the results. Nine receptions for over 80 yards. And that touchdown. You know Stephon Diggs is going to get his no matter what. I'm looking forward to seeing a little bit more of Khalil Shakir. Let's get Khalil Shakir more involved. So if that was an indication that we're going to see a little bit more spreading of the football, more 11 and 10 personnel, I'll take it. And last but not least, Kincaid, I wouldn't say he broke out, but he finally got himself a touchdown. He got a taste of the end zone. He's getting a taste of the football, getting the football into his hands. So maybe we start to see a little more chemistry, a little bit more footballs going Kincaid's way. 
maybe, just maybe, the air raid builds back. I don't have no idea. But we got to figure something out. We really do. We got to figure something out. We're, what, it's five and three. Let's get the six wins, and let's get ourselves back on top because we're not far from being, A, on top of the damn division because right now the next game's coming up. This, this week nine is crucial, folks. This is a very, hold on, NFL schedule. I'm going to tell you right now what we're looking at um, this, this week. This schedule is a huge one. For, it's got huge implications for, the, for everybody in the AFC, especially the AFC East. Let me tell you what's going on, right? So you got the Titans and Steelers that are going to be facing each other on Thursday, right? Then you got the Dolphins and Chiefs in, in Germany. So the Chiefs coming off a bad loss, nine points scored only to a division foe with the Denver Broncos. You got Tyreek Hill returning to play against his old team. All eyes are going to be on that game. And it sucks that they made that game in, in Germany at 10 a.m. Would you knock it off? That's some, that's some buns, man. That's garbage. But the Dolphins could come away and lose this game. Big-time implications, right? Let's stick in the AFC. You got the Patriots facing the Commanders. The Commanders just went toe-to-toe with the Eagles. The Patriots have probably the second-worst offense in the game. Obviously, the Giants are the worst, and the Patriots are not far behind. So the Commanders could take on the Patriots and, and take, on, take down the Patriots. Not that they matter too much. Seahawks and Ravens, that should be a good one, right? The Ravens, I mean, if they take an L, that's even better, right? Texans took an L last week to the, to the Panthers. We saw that. The Browns are facing the Cardinals. I mean, the Browns should win, but I don't know who's going to be playing Cardinal, uh, the quarterback for them. Uh, Colts against the Panthers, and then you got the Raiders. They're a hot mess. Devontae Adams is pissed. Uh, and then, obviously, you got the Bills, Bengals, and the Jets and Chargers. The Jets and Chargers is a massive game. Massive game. Zach Wilson is starting to gain a little traction. He's starting to gain a little confidence in himself, but the Chargers are, are trying to do some big things too. And that's a big one. That's Monday night. So we get a treat this this uh, this Sunday. 10 a.m. game. Obviously, it's going to be the Chiefs and uh, the Dolphins. And then Sunday night is obviously us and the Bengals. And then Monday night's the Char- Chargers and Jets. So big-time implications for the AFC and the AFC East. It's going to be huge. The Bills need to win this game. We need to win this game. Because there's a lot of things that will that will fall into place. And uh, it starts by getting this. We're on a mini buy. We got a little time to prepare for the Bengals, so I don't want to hear anything. The defensive coordinator, and this is the big one. The D, and I, I don't want to stay too much because there's going to be a lot that we're going to do on Friday. But the Bengals defensive coordinator, Sweet Lou, you guys know who I'm talking about, Lou Anuramo, Anurumo, was it Anurumo? Sweet Lou Anurumo, he has had our number two games straight now. So Ken Dorsey needs to wake up, wipe the crust from his eyes, and get it together. Because, boy, we're going to need everything we got. We're going to need everything we got. So we'll see. Chargers, Jets. Bills, Bengals. Dolphins, Chiefs. Ooh, tough. Tough, tough, tough matchups. And then, obviously, the Patriots. (laughs) Patriots are, are playing, who cares, the Commanders. So we'll see how that plays out, folks. So that being said, folks. Smash that like before you get out of here. Smash that like. Let's get to 500 likes on this bitch. And uh, listen, follow me on Twitter. Y'all know what it is. It's Rico underscore BF underscore. 
and uh, hit us up on all social media platforms. Our IG team is killing it right now, as always. And we'll go from there. So as always, I respect every one of you guys for tuning in. You guys don't have to be here, but you come here and you hang with your boy and you sit here for about an hour and a half every every week. It's love, man. I appreciate that. And I don't take it for granted. That's for damn sure. So until next time, folks, you guys have yourself a pleasant evening. Let me get my, I got to cue my music up. I got to cue it up. Until you've tried this. We got to cue, we got to cue my music up and then we, we'll get out of here because I can't just end off with just us talking. So uh, big week up ahead. Hope you guys were safe. Hope you guys go through all your candies for your kids. Make sure that, you know what I mean? There ain't no nonsense because some people are crazy these days and you don't know what they're going to do. Um, and then we'll go from there, folks. So that being said, enjoy your evening and we'll catch you guys on the flip side. And until next time, it's your boy Rico. It's the Buffalo Fanatics. And I'm gone. Have yourself a great evening. And we'll catch you guys again Friday. I'm going to see if I can get some Bengals fans up here. And we'll talk some Bengals, Bills, football. And until next time, I want you guys to have a picture of my man, Sean McDermott. Let's go. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.